Welcome to the Whole Home Podcast. In this episode, you are sharing the table with me, Laura Letario, and my wonderful guest, Steph Roland. Steph and I are ready to keep rolling, so game time it is. <laughs> Steph, we're going to play best of the worst of three, and you have to choose from three things, and some of them aren't necessarily so great, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That sounds confusing, but I'm here for it. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. Question number one. If you bought one of these off of late night TV, would it be the Floby, the Slap Chop, or the ShamWow? ShamWow. <laughs> if you were to have a bad dream, it would probably be performing on a stage in your underwear, forgetting to change out of your pajamas for your errands, dreaming you ate a 10-pound marshmallow, and waking up to a missing pillow. Mm. <laughs> Probably the one in my underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants that. (laughs) A nightmare. If your life could be a movie, do you wish it could be Freaky Friday and change places right now with someone? It's a wonderful life and see what your city and family would be like without you. Or Back to the Future and see your future a decade from now. Mm, Back to the Future. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) With dinner, what would you prefer to drink? Water, milk, or wine? Water. Would you be most likely to own a pet chinchilla, chameleon, or chihuahua? I don't know what a chinchilla is. <laughs> you want to know what? I, I actually don't either. I think it's something furry. I'm going to say a chameleon because okay. they're cool. If you could ride through town in an animal parade, would you pick the camel, the ostrich, or the elephant? Elephant. If you had to, would you choose to have green hair forever, eat green food forever, wear green clothes forever? Mm. Green hair. Green hair. Nice. Yes. <laughs> the fairy tale you like best is The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, or Cinderella? <laughs> you can say none. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <clears throat> Would you rather get into a jello fight, mashed potato fight, or spaghetti fight? Mm, jello. Jello, nice. <laughs> Would you be more likely to cook a casserole, a soup, or a salad? Casserole. If you were the queen of a local festival, you would be queen of the underwater music festival. (laughs) This is real. Queen of the cow chip throw festival. Also real. Queen of the pillow fight festival. Pillow fight. Also (laughs) real. (laughs) Real. (laughs) For a holiday, would you dress up as Santa, the Easter bunny, or a pilgrim? Mm, Pilgrim. Nice. And if you had to pick from only three names for your future son, would it be Larry, Jerry, or Barry? (laughs) Barry. <laughs> the given to you by my daughters. That was their question. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This game is my hot topic game. Five minutes to answer these questions. We'll okay. start with, do you collect anything? The first thing that comes to mind is I collect, I've been collecting hot air balloon ornaments for my Christmas tree. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's very random. I don't know how it started, but every Where year I've gotten find one. those? Usually at like Michael's or Hobby Lobby, where there's a large assortment, World Market. Okay. What is something you're passionate about? Mm. Food. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite recent memory? Mm. I do. What was it? I mean, a great memory that happened recently was Christmas. Yeah. Christmas morning with kids that all know what's happening is really fun. You sent me a really sweet one um, the other day. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for reminding (laughs) me. Recent memory that happened like two days ago was my three-year-old Silas, just turned three, re- uh, reciting the Lord's Prayer. Mm. <laughs> I videoed it and sent it to Laura because it was just the sweetest thing I've ever seen. But also what's so precious is that you said you didn't even teach it to him. Yeah. 
We weren't even teaching it to him. Gideon has been learning it for um, a presentation for a new city academy. And Silas just learned it from being in the same room. It's amazing. So awesome. Little sponges. All right. Is there something people typically don't know about you? I don't know. I can't think of anything. What was your last meal? Meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Oh, yum. For dinner tonight. (laughs) All right. If you could be an expert in something, what would it be? Baking. I would love to be able to bake like all the pastries and like fancy little things you can get at bakeries and stuff like that. And I would eat them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two That's musicians on your playlist. <laughs> um, oh, what are their names? I don't know. I'm blanking. They're like, you know, all the ones that we sing at church. Okay. I can't think of, oh, Citizens and let me think of somebody else. I love Ed Sheeran. So let's say that. Go to breakfast. Go to breakfast. Uh, toast with butter. Um, let's see. What is a tradition that you observe in your household? We sing each of our kids their own song every night. Oh. Yeah, Josh Josh and I, mainly Josh, wrote like a little ditty of a song for each kid as they were brought into the family. And so we sing each one of their songs every night before bed. Did anyone have a hard name to think of a song for? I feel like Lucy's was the hardest. Mm. I don't know why. You'd think that wouldn't be hard, but we finally got that one down too. (laughs) What are you reading? I just finished reading Teaching from Rest. Oh, nice. Which was a really, really good book. What is the last skill that you learned? Um, I'm going to say sourdough. I've been really into sourdough the past month or so. I gave it a chance, I think, during COVID when everybody started baking bread and stuff at home. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't keep it up at that point because it was just a lot to worry about. But now... I've just been like taking the pressure off of it and doing my own thing. And it's been great. Do you prefer that kind of bread or yeast? Mm, I think I prefer the sourdough. The flavor is just so good. All right. If you were going to write a book, what would it be about? Maybe parenting in the little years. (laughs) You have a lot to say there. Yeah, I feel like I've been in them for a long time now. So, (laughs) Okay. What's the last thing you watched on TV? Um, The Crown. Oh, I heard that's good. So far, so good. Do you have a useless talent? <laughs> I feel like, I'm going to say no. I don't have a useless talent. Do you journal? I do not journal. I have all the hopes in the world to journal. <laughs> and I buy one and I don't do it. <laughs> so no. How about this? Are you still singing Shania Twain or do you have another karaoke song? Oh, girl, I'm singing it all. <laughs> I am every day the most random songs in my head. It's, it's funny. Oh, I have one today. Oh, what was it? It was horrible. (laughs) You just can't get it out. Yep. It happens every day. All right. What's the fun recipe you've tried? Recently, I've been making, I don't know if this is considered fun, but I've been making Greek meatballs Mm. and like serving them up in bowls, kind of like kava. Mm -hmm. I love kava. Do your kids eat that? Um, They like the meatballs Uh and they like rice and they like bread. So we usually have a conglomeration (laughs) of that. (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah. What's your middle name? Christine. Do you have a hero? Mm, do I have a hero? Mm, I'm going to say Josh. What about, do you have any home edit projects? Well, we've been trying to finish our basement. So that's the big one. And currently waiting on bookshelves to mm-hmm. fill our schoolroom slash office room. Is that downstairs? Yes, it's downstairs right off our living room. And right now it's just full of boxes of books. Yeah. So we need bookshelves to put all of our books on. What is your exact favorite spot in your new home? (laughs) I think my favorite spot is my bed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ooh, my new shower, too. I that love that. That sounds so lovely right now. <laughs> it does. All right. What about a place in scripture encouraging to you? Um, honestly, all the gospels are always very encouraging to me. How about if you had 10 times your budget, what would you spend it on? Probably really nice stuff for my house. <laughs> yeah. All right. And finally, if I ran into you at a restaurant, where would y'all be? Mm, off the top of my head, I want to say Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we love really good local Richmond places, I can't beat Chick-fil-A, you know? Yeah, I think. Especially I with the family. <laughs> eat there the most. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> All right. Ding. <laughs> good job. Well, each of us has our own garden to tend and worship, and now we're going to hear what God is up to in yours. So let's hear about your neighborhood. Where do you live, and how long have you been there? Um, We live in the, I think it's called Northern Barton Heights, but I like to just say we're part of the north side area of Richmond, um, right near Battery Park. And we actually just moved into our new house in November. So what month are we? are January. We're in January. So just a couple months. Yeah, two months. Okay. Who's in your household? Um, me and my husband. And we have four children, Penelope, Gideon, Silas, and Lucy. And then we also have a doggie named Jess. And how long have you been coming to Remnant? And who invited you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Right. How did I get here? Um, <laughs> so we've been coming to Remnant just a little over three years. Um, And how did we get here? Josh and I were church planting from Dinwiddie and being sent to Richmond. And yeah, we were church planting and Josh had been kind of in like a mentorship role with Pastor Brian. And somewhere along the way, I think Pastor Brian invited us to merge and be a part of Remnant because they needed more pastors and we needed a building and a place to go pretty much because it was during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that ended up with us at Remnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God's wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful Excuse timing. Me. Yes. A blessing of COVID. Oh my gosh, yes. It's been a whirlwind of God's goodness for sure. And whose community group are you in? <laughs> we are in our own community group. <laughs> I'll say I'm a part of Josh's community group. Yeah. Pastor Josh. How long have you been leading? Um, I guess about two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say two years. Okay. Well, we'll move right in yeah, to that garden section. And I like to start with planning. Is that okay? Yep. All right. So, Steph, what dreams and desires do you have? Um. So, I've had the desire recently to... Um, just with the area I am in in life to be a good teacher and an example of Christ to my children. So that's like my main desire in life right now. Which, you know, just looks like being in the word, not always hidden off by myself, but in front of my kids, delving into good books. And it also looks like me following godly women who are setting a good example um, for me to learn from. So, how and, old are your kids? I guess I'm going to ask you. That. My kids are seven and five and three and 19 months. So, a good little array of ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right now, my desire is just to be a good teacher um, to them mainly. And then also just to be learning from other godly women, which Remnant is just full of. So, yeah. that is just so great. Well, uh, how about this? 
you wrote specifically in your notes, you use the language of discipling and educating your kids. Is this mm-hmm. something that's been a desire of yours for a while, or is this like a fresh fresh dream or an old dream? Mm-hmm. It's definitely a de- it's, um, been a desire of mine for a while, ever since I've had kids. I just have always wanted to make sure that I'm, you know, setting a good example for them in just all areas of life and learning and reading and my daily habits of cleanliness and Mm -hmm. everything. So you you've wanted I can't remember what you said in your other podcast. You said you wanted to be a mom when you were younger or is that sort of a desire that happened when you were with Josh? My dream has like always been to be a mom, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a mom with four children, specifically four children. Yeah. (laughs) Um, With a house and a fence and a dog. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. And I got it. It's amazing. (laughs) Anything you want. You got it. Yeah. (laughs) So why did you choose? uh, I love the words you used that you sent to me anyways, Mm -hmm. was discipling and educating. And why did you choose those? You could have said like, uh, teach them or... um, yeah, you know, I just want to homeschool, but you said right. discipling and educating. Yeah, discipling because I just want to make sure I'm always um, weaving Jesus, being a Jesus follower into every nook and cranny that we have throughout our days, um, which is always something I need to be working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then educating because I just always want to be teaching them and educating, at least from what I've witnessed you with your children, mm-hmm. that it seems to me that you don't view it just as school, like empty facts. Like it's um, like right. a way of life that you're yeah, training yeah. them up into. Um, yeah, I just love what you said, connecting every nook and cranny right. to Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. I just want to lead them up in the way they should go. Yeah. So are you a person who spends a lot of time planning or <laughs> you make it up as you go? Oh, I'm definitely not a great planner. So the educating is definitely something that I've been working in and trying to build myself up in because it's not my nature to like plan and organize. Like I said, I'm not an elementary school teacher earlier. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm definitely more type B in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been something I've been growing in definitely over the past two or three years. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you said you long for mentorship for yourself or to mentor younger women. So I think I was saying that I want to be a good teacher and an example of Christ to my children. And I have so many women, there are so many women at Remnant to look to for that type of example Mm. that I've been learning from. Yeah. So what does that look like? Are you able to gather with other families Mm -hmm. or is it hard to get out with for... Mm. It or is looks, that something for the future? <laughs> right. Um, it looks like just when I am able to be with other families, just like watching and observing, seeing what they're doing. We definitely don't get out as much these days and like go out during a school day to see other people. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely like through just observing people when we're together and lots of calls and texts when I have questions and not being scared to ask for help. Yeah. So did you grow up around little kids? Hmm. I have always, I guess I grew up around little kids from going to a daycare, like a big daycare. I've always been in daycare and just being in church and babysitting little kids and having a younger brother. 
but besides that, I, you know, I wasn't like always around little kids. So you had some more things that you listed on here. Oh yes, yes, yes. You want to share any more? Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm also stepping a little bit into a new phase of life where I'm not the young spry mom <laughs> i was gonna say chicken i know the young spry mom you know with one baby mm-hmm. and no school and like i'm stepping in kind of to a new era of life i'll say um and with that trying to plan and prepare myself to start being the godly disciple to younger women which is a little bit scary you know yeah to be the person that these ladies can come to and ask for wisdom and just ask the questions that are difficult, you know, about kids and marriage and just being that person for them to to lean on. So stepping into that phase is just a, it's weird and it doesn't feel like I should be because I still just feel like the young mom, you know, mm-hmm. um, in the young life, but it, it's not. I'm, yeah. When did that reality <laughs> hit you? <laughs> um, honestly, I think... When Josh and I started leading a CG mm-hmm. um, and actually having people that we were getting close with and sharing our lives with and, yeah, and actually having people tell us yeah, <laughs> through, like, we do lots of um, premarital counseling and lots of pe- a few people before have mentioned, like, you know, when they're our age or, like, mm-hmm. we're the, the older couple that they look to. Yeah. And it's like, oh. It, it's happening mm-hmm. <laughs> that realization started hitting us um but it's true and we are we are excited i'm excited to kind of step into that new phase yeah is this like a faint desire or strong or somewhere in between like a growing thing that you're recognizing more and more of taking ownership over yeah i think it's a growing thing i think a lot there's a part of me that's like no i don't i'm not ready for this but then there's another part of me that's like you know what God's been preparing me for this. Um, Josh and I have gone through lots of like hardships and we've, mm-hmm. we've just done so much life together with kids and church planting and just being around different people groups, you know, like people down south and people in the city. And mm. I don't know, I feel like God has definitely prepared us in ways to be able to speak into people's lives. But the introvert maybe part of me that feels like I'm not ready. Yeah. Still steps in, but um yeah, I think I'm just taking it in strides and growing and trying to step into it. Some might say, well, as your home grows and you have four kids now, well someone like that might not have time, but it sounds like you don't see that as a barrier to stepping out and serving even more people. Right. Is that true? I think that is true. Yeah. yeah. I definitely have to guard my time, you know, with my kids and make sure we're getting done what we need to get done because, you know, my main focus is being at home and teaching and, you know, growing my children up. Um, But I don't see that as a reason for me to not be able to step out and be that, be that older lady for the ladies that need it, Mm -hmm. you know, especially as like being a leader of a community group with younger women. And yeah, it's definitely not a hindrance. I don't think at all. Yeah, I think sometimes you just have to step into it and God put it in your path. You need to embrace it and go with it. I guess a mindset like that, some people could just determine ahead of time to not be available. Mm-hmm. Or you could have the a- attitude of, I don't know what it means, but 
Lord, I'm available. Right. For exactly. You have. Yep. That's yeah. That's where I lean towards more, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that means, but I'm here, Lord, so use me. Mm-hmm. Well, I am thankful for you. Thank you. <laughs> Very much. Um, and what do you have else in here? You have some oh, fun? I do. I two do. fun things. Just some, like, you know, random fun things that I'm actually planning practically is Josh and I have our 10-year anniversary this year. Oh, so it's this year. It's this year. Wow. Which is crazy. In June. So we're actually planning a trip, like, out to California. Oh, my Which goodness. you know something about. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm kind of, like, planning our anniversary trip, which, like I said before, I'm not a very good planner <laughs> or organizer or um, any of that. So if anybody has any tips for me for planning a trip, to a state that I've never been to. <laughs> Let me know. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, and then I just put in here one random dream that I have. I'm not a big dreamer, honestly. I don't really have anything that I'm like wanting to do one day or, you know, so passionate about that I feel like I need to like make it a huge thing. But one thing I want to do is make my own cookbook one day. Wow. So that's random, but I love cooking and I love baking and I also love photography. Um, so I just feel like those things all together meld into an awesome cookbook. Absolutely. Also, my grandma made a cookbook. So I wow. just, I treasure her cookbook so much. The jump over the fence grandma? Uh, no, my other grandma, my okay. mom's mom. <laughs> that was my mom's dad's her stepmom but this is my mom's real mom um but her and her identical twin they've like been together their whole lives pretty much they made a cookbook together and i just love it so much and i've always thought that it would be so neat if if like i could do that Mm -hmm. you know so that's like a little bit of a random dream but have you gotten as specific as like things that you actually make or trying new recipes or Mm, not really i have a little ideas like maybe a cookbook for people who like host people a lot Mm -hmm. like so it's for like meals that feed a lot of people and stuff like that just because I'm used to having a lot of people at my house to feed yes (laughs) not just my family but other families that are over often um and yeah just like easy meals that are good for like the everyday person I am the proud owner of maybe 30 to 40 cookbooks, and I will definitely add yours to my collection. I dream to have that many cookbooks one day. I love cookbooks. I do too. Well, I can't wait. I'll look forward to it. Yes. Uh, Do a GoFundMe. (laughs) Great idea. (laughs) All right, let's go to sewing. And these are the seeds of faith that Mm -hmm. are new things that you're pushing down into your soil. So for sewing... I have just been thinking a lot this year, especially about sewing good habits into my everyday life. Um, It's something I've never really stepped that hard into. I've always, I lean more towards um, not caring (laughs) about stuff, especially like about myself. So like I've never really taken account of like my diet or like how much movement I'm getting every day or you know, if I'm reading enough books or anything like that. So what I've really been thinking about recently is just sowing the good habits that um, I need stepping into this, like I said, new era of life. Um, I'm trying to change things like, yeah, making health a priority in my own life and not only my own life, but like with my kids. So not just giving them junk food that they want to eat all the time, even though that's what I want. 
Yeah. <laughs> because it's easy and delicious. Today, Ivory's like, can I just eat candy all day? I mean, <laughs> we all wish that, right? I would. But yeah, so like making health a priority and exercise. So I'm trying to like go walking a few times a week and I'm trying to not just be laying on my couch during the day when I've got a little moment of spare time, you know? And then another thing, like habit that I'm trying to step into is sleeping. Oh. (laughs) I just have a bad habit of wanting to take all the time that I can at night once the kids are asleep and kind of like staying up late. Yeah. Doing what I want to do. So easy. Yeah. Having some Stephanie and Josh time and a lot of time that, you know, devolves into being up way too late and then wanting to sleep way too late in the morning. Yeah. Which is not good when you have four children and school to do the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I um, am trying to work on that. Waking up earlier to make time to get the day started successfully before my children wake up, be productive. Um, and then another thing that I've been trying to sew is just reading more. Okay. I did not grow up in a house that read very much. Like, we didn't really put a lot of value on books or writing or, you know, reading or anything like that. But Josh has always been a big reader. And I've learned that since being at, especially since being at Remnant, but just since becoming an adult, really. Yeah. Um, that reading really does just, like, grow you in so many ways. Grows you to be a better thinker, a more creative person. Just, like, I don't know. It's just, it's good, obviously. So... And that reading stuff also, including, like, the Bible. I do, like, I listen to the Bible a lot on uh, podcasts and stuff like that. But I want to make a point to be able to sit down and read the Bible, especially, like, when my children are awake so that they can see it happening. Um, Yeah. So, really, I just want to be a woman of good habits and good examples. So you started, at least in the notes you sent me, mm-hmm. this section, not actually with the habits themselves, but you used these words. You said um, that you're sowing the desire to be a woman of good habits. And mm-hmm. I thought that was so beautiful. And it really stuck out to me mm-hmm. that your desire was the priority in that sentence, even before you get to like the external, but that your internal Like Mm -hmm. it's something that you're longing to be shaped as well. Yes. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I just, I mean, I feel like I've had this pulling at my heart for a while to step into these things. And my selfishness has won (laughs) more times than not. Um, But I feel like as I've kind of stepped into this role of motherhood and as my children have gotten older, I've been able to really see (laughs) my bad habits. Mm -hmm. You know, children are your mirror. So I've been able to see my bad habits that I've been displaying. And so the past couple of years, especially this year, I don't know why. It's really just been the desire to actually make it happen. Um, It's definitely the Lord, I think, pulling at my heart and just really revealing to me that I am not stepping up in that way. And so... Yeah, I think he's just really stirring my heart to make a change for real in those those areas specifically. Or it was interesting to me that you also wrote, um, and you even said, I've always been mm-hmm. like the non-planner or whatever. Mm-hmm. So for some 
people. And in a lot of ways, it's really easy to stay there. But who told you that you could change? Who told (laughs) you that you could even be different than something that you're like, this is all I've known myself to be? Right. Well, I mean, Josh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My fallback answer, no. (laughs) I think Josh, honestly, has really brought a lot of that to my eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like um, encouraging me. Because, you know, he... Even sees more of me even than I do myself. Yeah. And just, yeah, pushing me and telling me, you know, you actually can, you can change. Like, you don't have to stay in this puddle of whatever you mm-hmm. think you're not good at. Like, yeah, you can change. So, you know, just, so I've literally just been praying the past year, God, change me, change my heart, motivate me, help me to Help me to look to you in these times when I'm feeling like, well, I can't do that. Like, I've really been praying for him to motivate me to, yeah, to move in those areas. And, like, Josh just encouraging me in that has really, like, I think helped push me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sewing section is, in my mind, a really vulnerable category of mm-hmm. all of the categories because I said these are things that are just starting that are new and you don't necessarily have, like, the little, I don't know, garden language, the sprouts yet right. per se. So you're like, okay, God, is this going to happen? Right. <laughs> this is all my trust here. Right. Um, yeah, like talk to me next year and we'll see if there's some sprouts, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> so it's exciting, but it's super vulnerable. It is. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I ultimately just want to be able to make these, these desires that I have in my heart, make them real and see them playing out in my kids just to be able to really see that I have made like the changes and stuff. I wrote down here, like we, we have a book. I can't remember what it's called. I think it might just be called like rabbit rabbits with habits or something like that. But the whole thing is about like little rabbits that have good habits. (laughs) And so like, whenever I talk to my kids, I'm like, you know, I want you to be rabbits with good habits. Like, like what would be an example of a good habit a rabbit has? (laughs) Sharing their carrots or something, you know, I don't know. So, like, I really want them to see that in me mm-hmm. and them to be able to be like, you know what? Mom can do it so we can do it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. I've been kind of going through a little bit of that vulnerability, too. I think this year I had God stirring in my heart as well to put myself more out on the line in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to sort of push them forward. And so even something as simple as memorizing verses at the same time that they yeah. do for school and then we stand up in front of one another and take turns that's so and great i do not like the feeling <laughs> of that i can't lie it feels super weird mm-hmm. even just in front of my kids but i don't know i think it means so much to them and then now we can all share in clamping down on god's word together mm-hmm. in a similar way that you were sharing with silas in the lord's prayer yeah that that's something in that you're not doing behind a closed door. That's the beauty of homeschooling, really, mm-hmm. that you can be sharing in all of this together. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Such a great freedom that you get there. Yeah. Um, are there any, besides <laughs> rabbits and habits, are there any other books <laughs> you're reading as you step into this or just prayer or is there a sermon series that mm. affected you? There's no other books that I'm reading really honestly the teaching from rest book had a lot of good stuff in it I can't think of anything specifically but I remember reading that you know over the past couple of weeks thinking yeah like this is great um I will say a lot of prayer honestly mm-hmm. it looks like 
whenever I actually go to do what I'm saying I'm going to do, like praying before I do it. Yeah. Like just asking God to continue to grow me in this and um, yeah, just repenting when I don't. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing to throw in there. Yeah. So like, what? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say like, you know, like, yeah, God put this desire in my heart and is calling me to step up in this way. And then when I don't do it, you know, that's pretty much being like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just repenting in that has been a big step for me, I feel like, in recognizing that I'm doing it. So are all the things you mentioned something that you're doing all <laughs> at once or are you stepping it out? What's your approach? Um, I think I'm stepping it out. So, like, the past month or two... I've been working on like health and exercise. Mm-hmm. So trying to move like at least 15 to 20 minutes a day and trying to just eat better, not just eat whatever's left over on my toddler's plate. Yeah, for real. <laughs> or, you know, toast and butter every morning for breakfast is not the greatest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I haven't quite gotten sleeping habits down yet. So y'all, if you got any tips for that, let me know. Um And then reading good stuff more frequently. Um, I would say I'm still stepping into that. Luckily, I have a husband who has so many good suggestions. So I kind of started that this month. Like that's one of my things for the year I want to do. Like I want to read either a book a month or two books a month or something like that. Awesome. Um, So keep me accountable. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm right there with you with the prayers. and (laughs) Yeah, it's really weird to step into that because growing up with like nobody forcing you to read things like you don't really have the love for it Mm -hmm. so I think that might be the hardest one of all to actually sit down and read um, and to develop that discipline Mm -hmm. is a little bit harder on me than all the other ones I feel like so yeah well the final just point before we move on is Mm -hmm. I read somewhere recently it was actually a book I mentioned in a other podcast I did recently by Hannah Anderson And she was making the comment that burying something is a similar action to planting. Hmm. And I think it just reminded me of what you shared because you said you're coming from a place of like the I don't care, Mm -hmm. which was the burying. Like, I'm just going to put something in and walk away. Mm -hmm. But now you're actually planting. That's right. And so you're going to be attentive and pay attention. You're going to go back and check. Right. You're not going to... um, just throw it in the ground and walk away, which means something's going to grow. Yeah. I mean, um, that is so good. Yeah. I love that. I did too. Wow. <laughs> what book is that? It's called A Turning of Days. It just is short meditations mm-hmm. on different seasons of the year. Hmm. And she lives in West Virginia. She's a pastor's wife. And um, Chantal Soto gifted me the book. Okay. I'm going to look into that. And I love it because I can pick it up mm-hmm. in a season and put it. Well, put it back down again, walk away (laughs) and not read it straight through. Right. But I always find a beautiful meditation that kind of focuses me out Mm -hmm. a little bit more. So anyway, yeah. I love that. All right, let's move to watering. And these are the things that are sprouting out. These are the things that you're um, seeing happen and you're watering them with um, prayers and active tending and stewardship. And what do you have? Yeah, I mean... The main thing in my life that I'm watering right now is um, my children um, and teaching them, um, praying for them. It involves a lot of discipline, unfortunately. 
Um, and yeah, just raising them and, you know, leading them in the way that they should go and teaching them good habits and, um, doing school every day. And teaching them how to pray. Teaching them how to pray. Making them brush their teeth, which is just a, a hassle every, every night. Um, we found that getting spinning brushes, toothbrushes from Target the other day was a very big motivator. So nice. sparkly toothpaste helps. Um, yeah, so it looks like just me making sure that I'm spending my time at home um, diligently tending my children. What's it like to steward for? Real talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> but luckily, as um, time goes on, they get older. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel quite as uh, hazy as it once did when I had, you know, all babies. Do you still remember just having Penny? I do, but it's, you know, it's kind of like a distant memory now, which is just crazy. Yeah. Because I remember when I just had her feeling like the most selfish person I've ever been. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what? I got to take care of one kid. Um, But you really do grow with each child that you have. So I don't think I've ever felt like bombarded with children. I think I've kind of like been able to step up my game with each one and just learn as I go Mm -hmm. and kind of figure it out. You know, and make what works for my family um, the best it can be. Yeah. Yeah, so. You said you're feeling pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling pretty good. Of course, there's always things we can work on. Do you feel like your internal informs your external or your external is more easily informing your internal or both, I guess? (laughs) Are you like really affected by your environment? Right. Uh, Yeah. So my external mm-hmm. informs my internal mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, if I'm, like, stressed out from everything going on, yeah. it's definitely going to, like, take me down a notch. Um, me too. I'm praying to become the opposite. <laughs> I am too. I'm, tr- I'm praying for strength in the hard times of motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, it really helps to have a husband that checks in and encourages and um, is really leading us all in the way we should go. So what about Um, your home? Yeah, um, I was going to say my next big thing that I'm watering is just my home in general. Um, Being the caretaker of it all, the organizer, the planner, the decorator. Um, It's a lot to step into, but I do love it. It is um, so awesome. The freedom of like being a stay-at-home mom and being able to like kind of do all the stuff that I went to college for. Yeah. <laughs> but like at my house, true. you know, like I get to be the person who chooses the colors of our curtains and mm-hmm. I get to make the fun meals, whatever meals I want. I get yeah. to sew my kids quilts and make them yummy desserts. <laughs> yeah. Um Plan your days, I'm guessing. Yeah, plan our days. We can do whatever we want. There's mm-hmm. so much freedom in staying at home and homeschooling. And it's definitely a job. I don't think I realized stepping into <laughs> it how much work it actually is. Um, but I've definitely grown from the early years mm-hmm. of staying home. And um, I find a lot of it a joy. How much does confidence come into play here? Because like you said, it's so much... But at the same time, mm-hmm. do you ever feel like, ah, I can't do this? <laughs> uh, I feel like it takes a lot of confidence, honestly. I 
I definitely rely on the Lord a lot to get me through the days, most of the days. Uh, it's like an overwhelming amount of stuff to keep up with. Um, I feel like the more prepared, the better. So one thing I'm trying to like implement this year is chore charts for our kids mm. and like a meal planning. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm really looking forward to the fact that our kids are getting to the age now that they can kind of help me out. Yes. In ways, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. So Gideon's been helping me load the washing machine, the dryer, and feed the dog. And Penny brings all the clothes downstairs. It's just, it's really great. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing what five. Little industrious home. (laughs) I know. It's amazing what you can get a five-year-old and a seven-year-old to do. And honestly, a lot of the time, they really enjoy it. Yeah. I'm like, please, go wipe all the windows down. And they're like, yes, I get the spray bottle. Yeah. Well, they're probably seeing you do it, too, and uh-huh. I'm guessing have a good spirit most of the time, and yeah, it's just what you got to do. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I loved what you wrote uh, and what you sent to me. I just thought it was really beautiful. You wrote, there are three main things I focus on every day, my children, my home, and my husband. And then you wrote, I am the caretaker, lover, and nurturer of these people in my home. Tell me about being a caretaker, lover, and nurturer. Um, just being the person that gets to care for these little souls in my home, and not even just my children, but my husband. Just making sure they're taken care of, they're they're fed, they're um, in a a place that they love, knowing that their mom loves them and their wife Josh is loved by me. Um, nurturing and the fact that I get to. Um, kiss all their boo-boos and make their favorite meals mm-hmm. and tuck them in at night and make sure their bedroom is picked up so they feel like they're in a safe place and their closets are closed when they go to bed. <laughs> Penny is always scared of her closet being open. Um, and then, what did I say, lover? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just and knowing that I'm their biggest fan and I love them and I'm here for them and that they can always come to me because they trust me and they know that I'm here for their good, you know? So I'm going to ask this question really easily, but to me, it does have so much weight to it. Did you ever think of your life having impact like this? You know, I don't think I realized the impact it would have when I dreamed of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, just being in the midst of it, and seeing it and watching these little people grow, yeah, um, it's just insane the impact that it has. And that's why, like I've been saying, like I want to be the, the person, the mom, the, the wife, the woman that God has called me to be and um, displaying all these good habits and, mm-hmm. and, and just doing the good work he's called me to and caring and nurturing these souls because while God is ultimately the one that's in control of where their lives are going to go and where where they'll end up and the type of people that they'll be like he put me here to to train them up you know mm-hmm. he put me here to um show them his love and to yeah to just like to show Christ's love to them so it is really just the biggest biggest job out there <laughs> totally <laughs> And there's one other thing I want to tease out of that is mm-hmm. that you wrote caretaker, lover, and nurture of these people in my home. And 
even just that simple word my mm-hmm. is like you're not up in everyone else's business yeah <laughs> but you're about your home building up in the language of the podcast your garden mm-hmm. and you're worshiping god with the portion that he's given you that's right and um just a beautiful testimony to it me it is so all right training and pruning oh boy. what's next <laughs> what in your life doesn't feel good stuff but is good um, I would say, I mean, a lot of it is the ha- the habits that I was talking about. Like, it doesn't feel good to discipline myself <laughs> and not eat the food that I want to eat. Mm-hmm. But I know that it is good because my body's a temple and I need to take care of it. Along with exercise, too, and like trying to get up earlier and go to bed earlier, like training my body in that way. Like, it doesn't feel good to feel like I'm giving up hours of time with my husband, like at night when we usually are couched out yeah (laughs) and you know watching a show or just talking or whatever um but I know that it is good to to go to bed earlier and you know wake up together and have productive hours together in the morning like Mm -hmm. um we've gone through seasons of like waking up earlier and being able to be in the word together in the morning instead of just kind of going our own separate ways because we slept in you know sure um are you someone who tend to ignore your weaknesses or if you see something you're like we need to address this (laughs) i ignore them yeah (laughs) but josh addresses them (laughs) thankfully because if it was just me not many things would be addressed yeah and training myself to do more like read more books like i was saying and have like less screen time so instead of being on my phone scrolling on instagram or pinterest um, using that time wisely to read the book that we're going over in CG or mm-hmm. for New Seed Academy or um, just the Bible, you know? Yeah. Imagine how much Bible you would read if you like just flipped that open every time you had 10 minutes to spare, you know? <laughs> Definitely. Um, Great point. Yeah. So it doesn't feel good to deny yourself like looking at beautiful pictures on Pinterest or finding new recipes. <laughs> yeah. But I know that it is good. And then... I feel like the main thing right now that I have written down is um, holding back on like play dates or extracurricular activities um, and hanging out with my friends mm-hmm. when they invite us over. Um, because my main duty right now is just at home and doing school and teaching my children. So saying no to those things that I know are going to be a good time um, to sit aside, to stay back, I mean, and do my main job of Mm -hmm. um, teaching. Well, that's very much pruning. Pruning Mm -hmm. is cutting back what looks like a good branch Mm -hmm. because you know that you have to put more energy to the source, to the roots, to like the the strength at the bottom of the, right, whatever you're cutting back, the plant, tree. Mm -hmm. Um, But so eventually too, that when the limb grows back, it'll be strong. Right. And bear more fruit even. I don't know. So, what fruit are you hoping will flourish on these cutback branches as you cut back time with people? And I don't know, how would you put these into categories of the things that you're pruning? Because they are, food is good. Mm-hmm. Time with your husband's good. Time with right. your friends is good. Right. You know, finding all the things could be good, mm-hmm. but you're saying, no, this has got to go for right now. Yeah. So what kind of fruit is bound to flourish from this, do you think? I feel like the fruit that's going to flourish is having energy and self-discipline and having children that 
are educated. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also just having, I feel like, a better mindset about things because my brain isn't tired, isn't, I don't know the word, buzzed out on screens. Um, I've, I'm having a, a brighter mind and, yeah, more energy. It sounds weird to say this. And then to push back on me, yeah. but I was trying to think about what is being killed. And in a way, could you put it in the category of self-righteousness mm-hmm. in the way of maybe just doing the things the way you want to do it? Right. I don't know. Is that the wrong, would that be the wrong way? I'm trying know. to think what is. I just always call it back? selfishness. <laughs> Selfish. Okay. Selfishness. Cutting back on my selfish desires, really. Yeah. I feel like there's another word for it too, though. Yeah, well, ultimately by cutting back that selfishness. Mm-hmm you are making a space for him to work through you as a conduit of his grace, spreading his kingdom out through your fingertips. Right. And like you're actually setting your mind and your heart to knowledge, more knowledge that you could share, like admitting that you need to grow mm-hmm. yourself so right. that you can give out. I don't know. That could be hard to do at this point in your life. And mm-hmm. just like I said, I feel like what you shared earlier is such a vulnerable thing and a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But yet... What's really cool is like you actually have assurance in it, though, because God Mm -hmm. like will make good on his promise. That's right. (laughs) I uh, have a very simple trust in the Lord. Mm -hmm. I just I know that he's um, got plans for me and I know that he wants good for me. And I know that if I just trust him and faithfully follow along with where he leads, then things will work out. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Well, do you want to move into the weeding part now? Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So weeding, I feel like this kind of wraps up all the other things I was saying. I'm weeding out what I like to call my comfort idol. I I have always fallen very hard over on the, like, I just want to do what I want to do. I'm um, comfortable not speaking up. Comfortable. I like to... Yeah, just do whatever Stephanie wants to do. That's why I was saying, like, I felt like when I had Penny, I was, like, discovering how selfish of a person I was because who is this little human that's here Yeah, (laughs) Um, telling me that I don't get to sleep when I want? What she needs. (laughs) Right, telling me what she needs. Like, I just remember looking at her when she was just, like, a little baby, just just laying on my lap and thinking, wow, I am such a sinner. Like... (laughs) How can I be feeling like this selfish, mean mom when I've got this precious newborn baby mm-hmm. that is like that I'm taking care of? And um, yeah, so I feel like that was the first time I realized I had such like a, a comfort idol, you know, like I'm so I'm just trying to weed out like the laziness aspect of my life. I feel like that's where all those bad habits even began. Just like not caring, mm-hmm. being lazy about stuff, lack of discipline. Um did you grow up in a household where people did things for you? You just didn't have to worry about it? or I feel like that. I mean, I washed my own clothes. I remember my mom, like, asking me to wash the dishes sometimes, and I probably didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I was never really pushed hard to do, like, as a child and a teenager, like, I was never really pushed hard to do anything. So I don't know if, that's, if that kind of, like, bled over into my adult life maybe um like in school and everything I was just very doing the bare minimum pretty much to get me by um so yeah so the Lord has definitely been 
letting me know that I need to weed out this comfort idol that I have. So actually my word, I've never done this before. My word for the year is uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. I mean, I really, that's a great idea. <laughs> um, even like doing this podcast, like mm. I, this is something that I would never, I would never want to be like in the spotlight talking about myself. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the most uncomfortable things I could imagine doing, but yeah. um, I'm trying to step out. And change my ways and say yes to things that I normally wouldn't. So I read this quote somewhere. It said gardens. Let me see. Let me get my paper closer. (laughs) Gardens are not made by saying, oh, how beautiful and sitting in the shade. And that reminded me of what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) You actually, you're changing from. I guess just living kind of on impulse, like mm-hmm. whatever I feel like right. to responsibility mm-hmm. over something like your home. These right, are your children. Yeah. This is your husband. Mm-hmm. Who else is going to love him like you can? That's right. Or your children or use your home and on that block in the city the way that God puts you there like mm-hmm. for a reason. So it can come out of your fingertips. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know, something as I was just thinking about your whole story and all the things you're sharing, I just see such a, I guess, um, like a purpose. Mm -hmm. Like purpose is a word that kept coming to my mind that I feel like maybe that's just something like possibly that you're just having more clarity on in your life Mm -hmm. as a whole. And then when you see that calling that, well, honestly, the calling and purpose God has for all of his children. That's right. Like you say, oh, me? me lord and then when you realize that he provides the strength to do it Mm -hmm. as he's calling you and then he's with you the whole way like whoo that is you used adventure somewhere else in your notes Mm -hmm. and i was like that is exactly what it's what it is yeah um i don't know if you feel that way in your life as you're stepping on this new thing packing your backpack and you're like here we go lord oh for sure it felt like that for the past 10 years yeah (laughs) like this has definitely been like something that I've been noticing and growing in for years and years and years. But I feel like this year, like, I don't know what it is that's that got stirred up in me. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, no, Stephanie, God's called you to do this and you need to do it to the best of your ability. Like, if you're not going to give God your best, when are you going to, who, who else are you going to give it to? Yeah. So I've definitely, I've been noticing and thinking on and praying about yeah, just weeding out that comfort idol, idol, stepping up, doing things to the best of my ability that I can and um, um, not looking back. Like, I just want to keep on the good race there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking recently about how selfish I personally am mm-hmm. and just how much uh, it's like almost wasted time mm-hmm. because that's not going to last. Like, those things aren't going to. They're temporary. They're temporary. The selfish things that you saw and like things mm-hmm. that you do in love, God promises they actually will last. They right. like further his kingdom and they go into his kingdom um, right. in the future. And yeah, I, the older I get, I'm like, I don't want to waste my That's right. <laughs> my time. I could keep asking you more questions, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, what would you say looking back and you were mentioning the past 10 years is clearly you have taken a heart and embodied to some measure that verse, um, where is it that says don't grow weary of doing good? And mm-hmm. so I'm imagining that you have had more moments in your life where God has weeded things out of your life and um, 
Have you had other examples in your life where you have had to say, okay, I'm laying down this idol and you know you're saying yes to Jesus, but it's been hard? Or do you think that this is something that has just been more of a continuous Right. continuous thing. I mean, I definitely think it's been a continuous thing. One thing that comes to mind is the term alone time or me time. <laughs> I used to really, like, really believe in that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like even since getting married, like having to share your life with somebody and give up that alone time or that me time that you're so used to, um, especially like I've always felt I wouldn't say I'm like totally introverted, but like I've always liked to have time to myself or like self-care or like, you know, just being able to do what I want by myself, not having to worry about anybody else. So I'll say that is definitely an area that I've had weeding out for years and years and years. And um, I've come to the conclusion that you don't really, a little bit of alone time is good, but you shouldn't be putting all of your hope in your alone time, you know, like I'm not ever going to be able to relax if I don't have alone time. Like, yeah, got to find ways around that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a lie that's easy to believe. It really is. And that's, it's a very popular thing right now. You know, the whole self-care me time. I don't know if it's a movement, but there's just a lot of stuff out there right now that like harps on that. So I've been thinking about that a lot recently. And that's definitely something that I have uh, kind of wrestled with over the years. Well, yeah, married or not, four kids or one or Mm -hmm. zero or uh, kids out of the house, like the call is the same Mm -hmm. to yield all of your life um, hands open to Jesus. Give all of yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And consider it as his and believe it yes. <laughs> as his. Yes. I will say just I feel like what helps with overcoming some of these like comfort idols. I wrote a little note down here. Um, adding more things on your plate. <laughs> oh, okay. So to keep you from just having, or me in particular, to keep me from just having random amounts of time where I feel like I don't have anything to do mm-hmm. putting more things on your plate like having more kids yeah <laughs> um that'll keep you moving and that'll keep you productive <laughs> and um having people over so like being CG leaders we have like uh families over at our house all the time we have and Josh just being a pastor we have families and couples over to our house a lot for counseling and just just to get together to yeah. keep keep up with our remnant family um so that honestly has helped me the most I feel like in like mm-hmm. the laziness aspect of like keeping my house in order keeping busy and having people over and just open doors really keeps you in your house in shape yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can't let it go too long without taking care of it um and yeah just stewarding blessings well and being being a good example to my kids again is just like are things that have helped me mm-hmm. in weeding out these their eyes these are idols. always there yes their <laughs> eyes are always there and they really do just like seep out whatever you're displaying so praise god for those little eyes that's right makes me want to have more of them oh <laughs> <laughs> well so let's close out with your uh, harvest from the lord your answered prayers, God's faithfulness, everyday graces and victories. Mm. So honestly, a big harvest that we have had 
this year and the past years has just been like involved with houses <laughs> and oh, moving. Yeah. So um, God has just, I feel like, shown us so much favor in that. And um, pretty much every time we've moved, which was when we moved to Richmond mm. in 2020, um, and when we moved into our new house now, everything we've needed has been provided to us. So, like, the price, the rooms, the area, like, near friends, every time um, the Lord has given us exactly what we needed. So that has been one of the biggest harvests, I believe, that we've experienced. And then also I was talking to Josh about it and just like, you know, trying to figure out what have we seen God's favor in. And we decided that um, having a strong marriage is a great harvest that we've experienced. Like we're busy people. Josh is pulled in so many directions um as a pastor and as a husband and a father um and then me with you know the kids all day and just people people work we find time to really be with each other to love each other well um and to communicate and just everything has all of that together has really resulted in i feel like a strong marriage where a, a lot of people may weaken you know Mm -hmm. um so that's been great what's your secret sauce (laughs) my secret sauce um (laughs) who knows i always say a a big fat kiss when your husband walks in the door from a long day of work is is a good one (laughs) and then just um honestly being able to minister at remnant (laughs) has been like one of the greatest harvests of all Ever since we stepped foot into into Remnant's community, we have felt at home and loved and known by so many of you. And we felt like we just made friends and family so fast. So that's just been a great joy in our life. And um, the last thing, having great children. Yeah. Um, even though some of them are still small, just um, being able to see the fruits of our labors in parenting has been so encouraging um being able to be a part of an awesome homeschooling group um at at nca has been so great and it's shown so much growth in our children and like just the community at large it's it's just been so great to be a part of um homeschooling our kids is something that i was never really confident in doing even though like i wanted to be a teacher yeah it's some there's something different something heavy about being the person in charge of I don't know teaching your kids but we're three years into it now and things are just going so smoothly and the things that I was nervous about in the beginning I'm realizing now that was silly yeah because God's in control and he's called me to this and given me the tools I need and the people I need and the husband I need to um, encourage me and push me forward and We've just seen so much good fruits in that area. Has God answered any prayers you didn't know to ask for? (laughs) Mm, I feel like I didn't know. I feel like he's answered prayers that I didn't know by giving me children that like to learn, that love to learn. Um, I feel like I've heard from a lot of people like 
the relationship between parents and and their kids teaching and learning can be like rocky like mm. they don't they just don't mesh well with their parents teaching them or like they just don't like school or you know but I feel like me and the kids Penny and Gideon right now mm-hmm. um I don't know we've just been a good trio yeah <laughs> it's worked out so well and they're just really doing a great job at school and our personalities go well together for teaching and learning and I feel like I wouldn't have thought about that but it's been so great that's a gift for sure it is it really is (laughs) and you're working hard but it's still a gift (laughs) it is because yeah I don't know I feel like it'd be so much harder if you if I if my kids and I didn't gel well together in that area you know what I mean Mm mm-hmm so that's it's a weird paradox because <laughs> the harvest is the field which you are laboring in, but at the same time, mm-hmm. God is the one who's making all of it grow. And that's you right. get to look over it and rejoice mm-hmm. and bring it in. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, Steph, this is a part that can make some women anxious who come <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, did you bring anything to share with us tonight? I did bring something. So I've never been like a wordsmith or like I've mentioned before, like a big reader. So I didn't have anything that I have written myself, but I was introduced to this poem by John Piper. I don't know, who knows, maybe 10 years ago. Um, And ever since I first heard it, um, I've loved it. So the poem is about how Christ is Lord over our whole lives, not just what we do on Sunday mornings. Because of this truth, everything about us is different from our work and our rest to our marriages, our families, our leisure, our schedule, and our budgets, and all the things in between, the nitty-gritties, and even the way we think about death. And I really love how each stanza represents a different part of life and how the Lordship of Christ intersects. There's actually a video, too, online. You can look it up to watch. It's, It's really moving. So this poem is called The Calvinist, and it's by John Piper, and I'll read it for you now. See him on his knees, hear his constant pleas. Heart of every aim, hallowed be your name. See him in the word, helpless, cool, unstirred. Heaping on the pyre, heed until the fire. See him with his books, tree beside the brooks, drinking at the root, till the branch bear fruit. See him with his pen, written line, and then, better thought preferred, deep from in the word. See him in the square, kept from subtle snare. Unrelenting sleuth, on the scent of truth. See him on the street, seeking to entreat, meek and treasuring. Do you know my king? See him in dispute, firm and resolute driven by the fame of his father's name. See him at his trade, done, the plan is made. Men will have his skills if the father wills. See him at his meal, praying now to feel, thanks and be it graced, God in every taste. See him with his child, has he ever smiled, such a smile before, playing on the floor? See him with his wife, parable for life. In this sacred scene, she is heaven's queen. See him stray, he groans. One is true, he owns. What is left to me? Fallibility. See him in lament, should I now repent? Yes, and then proclaim, 
all is for my fame. See him worshiping, watch the sinner sing, spared the burning flood only by the blood. See him on the shore, whence this ocean store, from your God above, thimble full of love. See him now asleep, watch the helpless reap, but no credit take, just as when awake. See him nearing death, listen to his breath, through the ebbing pain, final whisper, gain. Thank you for listening to the Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in a local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for his glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and his faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the master gardener is always at work, so let's yield to him and grow where we're planted.